0: Welcome to Leading at the Point of Sale. I'm John Occupendi. I'm an industry veteran in the startup world, venture capital, and I'm CEO of a company called Naturebox. This podcast is dedicated towards leading people and navigating tough headwinds. Whether you're the commander of a large tanker or skipper of a small startup, the decisions you make will be the difference between sinking and sailing into calmer waters. My job is to be curating interviews and the best of the best from Silicon Valley, providing valuable insights and tactics to help you on your journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to Leading at the Point of Sale podcast. Today, I'm super excited about my guest. My guest is Nina McQueen, VP of Global Talent, Benefits, Mobility and Employee Experience at LinkedIn. Nina has a steeped experience in HR and benefits from Facebook, Yahoo, Gap. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, <laughs> Nina.
1: Hi, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, the the uh, my my Matthew McConaughey impression is not so great. <laughs> and we'll get into the Matthew McConaughey as part of uh, some of the things that you guys have done. But maybe you could just quickly introduce yourself and uh, tell us about like. The beginning experience of when we you hit the pandemic at LinkedIn and sort of what the environment was like and uh, what you what you did what I'm what I'm really interested to talk to you about is I've talked to a lot of uh, uh, HR leaders and I think what you guys have done at LinkedIn is so extensive and so interesting that I wanted to share that with others but let's start with your background that would be great
1: sure that that's fine so yes yeah, so I have spent my career in Silicon Valley focused on the employee experience, in particularly starting in the benefit space and expanding from there. And uh, here at LinkedIn, I lead those teams you mentioned, which are the teams that help bring our culture to life in in some ways. And if we go back in time to just about a year ago, I was serving as the interim chief people officer at LinkedIn for Mm -hmm. probably served for about eight months. But during that time, we had a CEO change and the pandemic hit.
0: Wow. So
1: You know, like a lot of employers, uh, we had our employees, including myself, pick up our stuff from our desk one day, walk home or walk out, go home and haven't been back yet. So we all had to all of a sudden start to operate in a new world. But we thought it was so short term to begin with. And so we thought for the next month, we're going to just for out of an abundance of caution, we are going to work from home. Well, of course, that went on and on and on. And with that came all the stresses that everyone felt and has felt throughout this pandemic. And then you add on other things like things going on in the world, fires, uh, a lot of things that have been impacting employees. And as we went through, when we were putting in a program here, we put in what we call an emergency family accommodation for those parents who found themselves with kids at home or even elderly parents who had to come home from centers that closed. We're doing these a little bit one-off and it was probably in about the August timeframe when it was actually my CFO of all people came to me and said, gosh, Nina, you know, there's a lot going on. Our employees, um, you know, it's, it's, it... people were feeling down, right? Heads were hung a little bit low. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, what are some ideas we have? So I pulled in some of the people that I work with in the company and we just brainstormed and we came up with a program we call lift up mm. and, and Lift Up is, it's like a series of initiatives designed to support employees and managers while we're in this extended work from home period. So we recognize the world situation being as difficult as it is, but we knew we had to do something to help lift our spirits and then just kind of have lift up our heads. So we're looking at the brighter days that are ahead. So early on in the pandemic, we began asking employees, how are you? It's through our Lint employee survey. We did some pulse surveys, just simply asking, how are you? And it's through the feedback we got from employees that some very specific themes emerged. Feelings of burnout. You're not commuting. You're not walking from conference room to conference room. You are in back-to-back meetings because it's just so easy to do from home. Isolation. You live alone in an apartment. You're not interacting with other people. Depression, worries about your own health, health of a loved one, struggling with the balance of work and family responsibilities, and then desperately missing the social interactions with our coworkers. So that's when we pulled this team together and began to tackle it.
0: What a a time to be kind of taking over the interim chief people officer and then also uh, take over benefits. Like It was like Pretty uh, pretty chaotic. What was interesting is it, it sounded like the you stepped in, and then there was a need to kind of get a cross functional organization to start thinking about these things. Um, was that sort of a natural thing that happened? Um, and like, how did you kind of pull different resources in to kind of get Lift Up off the ground?
1: Sure. So I initially started with my own team, which is wellness benefits and the employee experience. Right. And we realized that other teams were also starting to take actions. You know, we had our um, our IT team thinking about how people are going to be productive at home. You know, we did this in media. You got your laptop on your in, sitting on your couch. Our yep. workplace team started thinking about how do they help people create a better um, workspace so that they can be healthy and pro- uh, productive. And right. so realizing other teams were starting to put things in place, learning and development was starting to think about how do managers manage differently in this time. We pulled everyone together and said, hey, Let's do this together because, you know, we're in silos behind the scenes, unfortunately, but from the employee perspective, it's just coming from the company and the leadership. So instead of doing little bits here and there, let's pull it under one umbrella. Let's also, but by doing that, it's feeling like a more comprehensive way to address all of these issues that people are facing. And everyone jumped on board and we began to put out a schedule of what we wanted to do over, say, the next... We did it for four months, did a big check-in with our executive team, got mm-hmm. the green light, keep moving forward, and we're going to continue this until we are able to return to the office.
0: Yeah, so the check-in with the executive team, it's interesting because you're going through uh, a leadership change, and sometimes like new leaders come in and and uh, they want to have you know uh, their imprint on the culture. But it sounded like you didn't have... That, Was that the case or how did you kind of uh, deal with sort of a transition at the top, you know, and the culture that you had kind of running into this pandemic? Did that just kind of, how did that flow?
1: Well, so our CEO, Ryan Roslansky, who's a a tremendous guy, he had been our um, chief of product. He's been with the company for 10 years working, you know, with our previous CEO. Mm. So himself Stepping in. Initially, that was, you know, I'm sure for him very difficult, given the fact there was a pandemic and everything else. But to us employees, it was very reassuring to have someone that we knew and was so well respected step into that role. And it's it's but of course, like I said, he was facing a lot and he has been the chief um sponsor of Lift Up Work. I have three executive sponsors. It's the new uh, Twila Hansen, who's the new chief people officer, Steve mm-hmm. Sordelli, who's our CFO, and Ryan Roslansky, our CEO. And the three of them are the ones who have been pushing, what else can we do? How do we help our employees? So the focus was, you know, supporting our members and our customers, supporting our employees, moving forward. And now that we're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel I guess you could say with the vaccination. Yeah. yeah. Um you know the executive team is taking a look at our culture because any whole, any healthy culture evolves over time. And so I'm sure things will continue to evolve but I think we were dealing with the here and now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Culture is really about the stories that get created and the actual, you know, when you look back at your culture, it manifests itself in stories, right? So, you know, some of the stories that happened over this last year actually can really bolster your your culture, I imagine you know showing the showing the resilience and coming out the other side um what i'd love to do nina is, is like i think audience the audience really uh would be ben- benefit from some of the specifics that you let's let's drill down on this uh lift up program and i think there's a few areas that you had mentioned to me prior to the podcast is sort of like one category is burnout self care uh child care uh moments of connection and then this category is surprise and delight so let's leave that for for fourth place, but so tell us about uh, some of the very specific things you guys did at the burnout and self care. So the, you, one thing I noticed is workshops, which is interesting, and this wellness radio. Maybe you could mention those two things for the audience.
1: Sure. So we we this isn't an act recreating everything from scratch. This is going into our arsenal, going into our mm. learning and development programs that we already had that Mm. we could surface up that would support some of these things as well as creating new content. So we created two um, sites. One is for employees called Lift Up. One is for managers called Lift Up Managers, Mm. and in there we provided all kinds of tools and resources to start to address things like burnout. So Mm. in our manager workshops, we've had classes called Keep Calm and Lead On. manage effectively in a virtual world and then something really important which is practical prioritization because people are not in their normal state we are all working really hard we have some coworkers who maybe have to step back for a few hours because they do have childcare issues or other things and so what is the most critical things that we need to focus on in the here and now and that was just tools to help managers help their employees because we really saw managers as key in the employee experience during this time. So that that was around the courses. Um, we had courses for employees, energize in, the necessity of saying no, mm. boldly adapting to a new normal. And then even around relationships, science of good and healthy relationships and, and programs like that. Other things around burnout was catch your breath.
0: You
1: know? mm. um, we have a little, we, have, we call him llama bot. He's a little um, bot that- <laughs> Give us, a, you know, it's like, it's to promote something. And we wanted to make sure people were stepping away from their desk. We implemented a no meeting day once a month. Mm. That is something that is so beloved. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it continues on. Um, and then the 24 hour wellness show. So this was just our team getting creative. We're all on Zoom or on Teams or whatever, you know, your video choice is. And we created Wellness Radio, which was an around the world. Um, think about a radio show, but it was actually on Zoom, uh, hmm. and, it, and it started in Australia at 10 a.m. And we just moved the programming around the global world, ending up in the San Francisco Bay Area at the end of the day. So it wow. was 22 hours yeah. in each region. You know, we had meditation, we had a wellness break, we had speakers, we had a DJ, and promotions, and contests, and interviews and as it moved to bangalore and then to singapore and as it moved around the world the programming was localized they recognized the the local talent who was coming on and it was an extremely low budget way to communicate all kinds of wellness activities and it was very well received and highly.
0: So it's sort of just like a running show, like all day and the people would kind of step in uh, when their time zone picked up and then yes. super would inter- with that, that was well received by the employees. The, oh, did yeah. you get the participation you needed or wanted? Yes,
1: we did. It. it exceeded our expectations and it was fun because we did these warm handoffs from one region to the next. Mm-hmm. We also had commercial breaks like you would on a radio show and those commercial breaks were to promote you know, our family first benefits that are there to help, to help employees, or it was to promote. Don't forget, you know, we've got this wellness site or, Hey, here's the class schedule for online fitness.
0: And then moving into this, this, going back the workshop's super interesting is that a pandemic can get us all frazzled. So being able to focus on what's important. I mean, that's something we should be doing, you know, whether we're in the office or out of the office, but I guess there's just sort of this heightened sense of, you know, when you're disconnected, like how do you focus? That's kind of interesting. Right. Uh, both the employees saying no to their their managers, and the managers learning what it, you know, help out, trying to help these folks focus. Yes. So tell us tell us a little bit about sh- uh, child care, and you know, a lot of families uh, have new responsibilities of trying to take care of their uh, like that that nucleus, that family unit. During the pandemic, that's the focus, right? Taking care of your kids, elderly ones, your young kids not in school. What are some of the things that you you folks did with uh, Lift Up for for that group?
1: Sure. So one of the things we implemented prior to Lift Up, but that certainly carried through, was this emergency family accommodation. Mm-hmm. So we provided employees uh, twelve weeks' paid time off to for those transitions. You know, what first we heard, oh well, schools are going to close. This is you know April. Schools are going to close through June. Okay. well, then as we were getting to the beginning of June, we realized we weren't going to be having summer daycares and camps. And that was another point when parents were stressed out and then going back into the school year and learning and figuring out how to do distance learning. So this leave that we put in place was probably utilized in the beginning. But over time, it seems like parents and families have kind of figured out how to do it. Although we offered it, I would have to say, you know, there were some who were like, oh my gosh, what if everyone in my team who has kids gets up and walks out the door for 12 weeks? That's not what we experienced Mm. because we also built it so that they could chunk it out. They could, you know, take two hours off in the afternoon. They Mm. could take two weeks at a time. Mm. And interestingly enough, there's probably less than a couple of dozen people who used all 12 weeks. Of course, they would have more. Most just used it to... Bridge things as they were adjusting to a new normal, and then they got pretty comfortable with the way that it was working. So that was one.
0: Were you ever worried, uh, Nina, about sort of like, you know, there's single folks that are working in the same jobs as people that, um, you know, might have a big family to deal with? So they want to take advantage of this, but they feel like they don't want to get behind the ball, uh, you know, against their peers that might. How do you deal with that from an HR perspective? Make it acceptable to take that time when, you know, they're look might be worried about looking over the shoulder whether they're gonna be judged if they take too much.
1: That was a lot of conversations that we had at our company all hands. So we have a company all hands every two weeks. We wanted to make sure that employees knew this was okay, but it was to work with their manager. It mm-hmm. was not an entitlement. It is not an ongoing leave. It was a discussion with their manager on how to figure this out the best way for all. And then interestingly enough a lot of the coworkers supported their and their their other coworkers who had these family situations. But you know, we do a lot for all employees. And again, we also put programs in about those who may have been feeling isolated. Yeah, who alone. And so you know, it's, it's, I think, if anything, we have learned throughout this pandemic, how important it is to be compassionate with one another and mm. with ourselves.
0: That that interesting is the isolation is the the flip side of that. There's some folks that are by themselves and and uh, don't have that family support. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was kind of interesting things that that uh, you also did in that category uh, around serendipity. Maybe just talk a little bit about that.
1: Oh my gosh, this is one of the my favorite things. This is nothing that I can take credit for, nor my team. So uh, <laughs> before the pandemic happened, there were two engineers in our company. Who, you know, we're a large company, we're global, um, who on their own developed this tool called Serendipity. And it was to create relationships and to connect people um, randomly throughout the company, you know, Mm. uh, sort of like a roulette. You kind of just match up with someone. And when the and I signed up early on just because I thought it was kind of interesting. And what are these guys doing? So Mm -hmm. I signed up as a member. Well, you know, it didn't pick up a lot, but then the pandemic hit. Well, then people started to join it. I also promoted it. We put it on our Go Lift Up site where employees could see it. And the way that it works is that you fill out a brief questionnaire um, and they match you up with people. I've met engineers, I've met salespeople, I've met marketing people from all over the world. And about every three to four weeks, you get a little email, matches you up with someone else, and the two of you set up a 30-minute chat. And I have met brand new employees who have started during the pandemic and have they have no idea what it's like to work inside the company. <laughs> I who um, I met one gentleman I met, he had spent ten years working remotely, and he decided it's too hard. He just needs to be around people. He moved to LinkedIn in February.
0: Oh, he's <laughs> he surprised yeah.
1: to a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco where he doesn't know anybody, and so it's been really interesting and. Um, my HR leadership team are getting involved in it. A lot of the, my team members are, so we are all meeting people from all around the company.
0: That's fantastic. So, Nina, what a, a crazy year! You've done so many things with with Lift Up. You know, what is next? Like, how do you keep things going with this, and how do you transition as you think about going back to the office?
1: One of the things, the elements of Lift Up, has been this surprise and delight that mm-hmm. we have continued as a theme throughout these last months. Uh, we um, created a balloon with a timeline that actually shows what's happened on LiftUp and then what's coming up. Something that Mm. we've recently announced is that in April, we are going to give all employees globally a paid week off. Mm. And why that's so important to us is that the the employees have been working really hard for our members, for our customers, for the company. And we want to show them how much we appreciate that as well as giving them a real break to do some self-care and to focus Mm. on themselves. And that's coming up in April. So the month of March, what we're focused on is lift up others. So we've recently kicked off a random acts of kindness campaign. And Mm. then during that rest up week, we are going to have activities if employees would like to participate in giving back, whether that is through participating in a LinkedIn coaches program or mentoring others or volunteering their time. And one last thing that we did was uh, our employees can earn wellness points when they work out or they listen to a uh, a course or they take something around wellness and they can exchange those points for swag, you know, fitness outfits or uh, yep. or something like that. What we launched last December 1st on Giving Tuesday is the ability to convert those points into charitable giving. So mm. part of all of this lift up has also been lift up others, which we Hope continues.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Like the the idea of um giving you the ability to recharge, because I think all of us are feeling that total drain. But, you know, also during that time when you have some time off, if you could give back to others, that fills up our tank even more. Right. So showing gratitude and the ability to give and, and promote giving to other folks is really, really important. Talk about uh I was interested in. Uh, conversations about diversity and adversity, like, you know, you were mentioning the fires, but we also had, you know, social injustice and just a lot of turmoil, not just with the pandemic. Um, I'd love for your comments on like, how did you deal with that? And what were some of the things you did for, for the employees at LinkedIn?
1: Well, so there's, I mean, there's a lot. I, I will tell you that diversity, inclusion and belonging is our number one talent priority in the organization, and that is not just in HR, that is across the entire organization. But when it comes to Lift Up and what it means in this program, in the, in the concept of this program, one of the things we did was we hosted, an, we first of all, we work really closely with our ERGs, all of our ERGs. We hosted a panel with our, our, the Lift Up team and the ERGs hosted a panel together in each region around the world where we brought in representatives from each of our ERGs where they really focused on what does belonging look like in the age of COVID? What are their personal experiences? What are the things that they've had to overcome? What are their silver linings? And it was really just an open conversation and a dialogue. Other things that we've done, of course, around uh, in support of mental health, which we have a Keep in Mind campaign, which consolidates all of the things that we do around mental, physical, emotional well-being, um, is that we've had workshops on What's happening? What's happening in the world? How do we talk about it? We have an EAP that we work with that did some real focus workshops around uh, what's happening in America. And, and so we just, it, it, it goes on and on and on, um, but particularly in the lift up space, we've tried to partner on, you know, veterans here, you know, black, uh, LGBTQ, et cetera, and what this means in this time of COVID.
0: One of the uh, the things I thought was really fun and, and interesting is looking at the silver linings of this last year uh, uh, tell us a little bit of like what what some of the actually trying to institute the idea of silver linings and bring some of those stories out uh, tell us what you did uh, in that in that category for you know this lift up program
1: so in the past we were one of the companies who sort of had that holdout of continuing to have a year-end party celebration yep. get dressed up and you go to a Somewhere. Holiday, ballroom, holiday somewhere. party, right? Yeah. Yep. All around the world, we did that. So, when the pandemic hit, you know, of course, when the offices closed, then a lot of these in person things went away. So, all of that was canceled. Where a company picnic, a lot of our in person events, our conferences, our offsites, all canceled. So, what we did was we held back a small amount of money to think about what are we going to do at the end of the year? Because we usually do, again, like I said, a holiday party. What we came up with is let's talk about what is good that has happened what good has come out of this last you know 10 months at that point or or whatever it was and so we put a call to action out to employees and said hey if you have a silver lining shoot a quick video and tell us about it so there were births there were weddings there was engagements there was mm. buying a new home there was overcoming illness there was learning how to bake sourdough bread you know mm. i mean just All the the things that we've all done during this time. And in their own words, employees shot little mini videos. So what we did was we compiled it all together into categories. um, And then we actually put it into a production of a one-hour show, virtual live show hosted by Trevor Noah with musical talent by Chance the Rapper. And although that may seem like a lot to people, we actually had Chance the Rapper scheduled for some business off-site big event that of course got canceled due to the pandemic and so we were able to convert that over to this event so it was held in each region it was an hour in the afternoon in december it as much as trevor was amazing because he was the employee videos stole the show yeah it was so uplifting hearing about everyone talking about what are the good things that have happened. It was so good that we're thinking that this might be a silver linings event that we host every year.
0: Yeah. So that's an interesting takeoff point because today, you know, there, the there's starting to be a proliferation of vaccines, which is amazing. And um, I think everyone's starting to think about how, you know, we get back to, you know, to the office. What's the new normal going to look like for for LinkedIn? And how has this lift up, which is... Pretty impressive, you know, list of things that you folks have done this last year to, you know, how do you carry that forward? How do you think about coming back to the office?
1: Okay, great. Great question. So we have formed a group about maybe four or five months ago. We call this big project Flex Forward, and it has Mm. three legs to it. One of them is the here and now. How are we going to help our employees address their concerns, take care of them, help them be healthy and productive while we're in this extended work from home period? This is lift up. This will wrap up. Once we can return to the office, Mm. another leg was, what is the future of the workforce going to look like? Are we going to be remote, flex, hybrid? There's a lot of energy we're putting into that. We didn't automatically say everyone's remote, even though we know now it can be done. Mm We we instead are starting to look through with each leader, how does your team work? How do you operate? Who needs to be in the office? How much does in-person collaboration versus virtual collaboration work? So we're going through this exercise now to assess it so that we can figure out what is it going to look like remote working is much more possible than i think i think as employers we put barriers into that when we thought about it in the past mm-hmm. oh we can't do it for this reason or that reason well that's kind of out the window mm. so we are looking at in person hybrid and remote that's one the last leg is our workplace team who are reimagining what our physical space will look like mm. because we are now thinking about how do we gather What do cafeterias look like? How are we going to sit? How are we going to collaborate? How are we going to have all hands? What is that going to look like? So we have these three different arms of this project. Um, But for Lift Up, we're looking to wrap that up when we can return to the office, whether we stay remote or not by choice. Once we can, then Lift Up will move into more of what the reimagining of the new workplace will look like.
0: It's going to be an interesting transition. and I. I think that a lot of people are kind of looking forward to that level, you know, of, of semi-normalcy and kind of getting back to uh, some of those things. But it also look for those silver linings that that t- carry us forward and how we can learn from those. Well, Nina, I you know I want to work for LinkedIn now. <laughs> like, can you send me an application? And uh, uh, you know, I, I you know wish that other companies had. Uh, People like leaders like you working for them to take care of their employees. It really feels like you guys have gone above and beyond. And um, it feels like it's not so much of a, an entitlement. The employees really appreciate it. And um, I appreciate you. And I want to thank you for speaking with us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, John. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for listening. One final note before we cast off is I want to thank our sponsors, which is NatureBox, dedicated to providing engagement, wellness snacks that can reduce stress in one's body using adaptogenic plant-based ingredients and services to really help HR departments and executives motivate their teams with these wonderful perks at home. Don't take it from us. Take it from some of our big customers, Google, Facebook, and others. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.